You're listening to Crypto Rich and Fabulous, your source for the latest Web3 trends, gossip, and innovation through a female lens. Sorry, not sorry, crypto bros. (laughs) Okay, everybody, let's dive in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode one of the Crypto Rich and Fabulous podcast. We're really excited to be here today from across the nation. Hi, Alicia. How are you doing today? How's Texas? Texas is hot as ever. And of course, just eh, it's Texas, (laughs) but I'm good and excited to be here for our first episode. Yeah. And how are you doing, Caitlin? Our producer, Caitlin, is here. How how, how's the weather where you are? It's cold, but it's spring cold. So it's not, you know, frozen, but it's not warm. So, yeah. Today, I'm excited because we are going to talk about the difference between Web 2 and Web 3 for women and the challenges and the opportunities. Before we jump into everything, our our little disclaimer for everybody is, you know, these are our personal stories, things that have happened to us. And so we just want to encourage others to speak their truth of their own stories and experiences. But for our podcast, we just don't want it to ever come across as we are, you know, bashing or using this platform in a way to like spread negative. We definitely want to share the lessons that we've learned through our experiences, but, you know, hopefully inspire others to learn and grow with us along the way. Mm -hmm. Yes. And yes. So my yeah disclaimer is that I'm not bashing men. They're irritating men out there and they're irritating women out there. So, (laughs) but, you know, and I've run across a lot of really great men and men who've helped me throughout my career, you know, and women. But we, yeah, we just wanted to talk today about the issues that women face in the workplace in Web 2, but, you know, also Web 3. And then also, you know, kind of share some of our stories. A lot of people don't realize this, but, you know, women who work full-time year-round jobs still only earn average, on average, 82 cents for every dollar earned by men in the same positions. And, you know, that's a stat from the U.S. Census Bureau. Also, the National Women's Law Center reports still, it's still reporting after all of these years that, you know, there is a gender pay gap and it's even wider for women of color. So, for example, Black women earn only 63 cents to the dollar. And Latino women earn only 55 cents for every dollar earned by white men, not bashing white men, but like this is actual factual information that we want to bring to light. Because sometimes I talk to people and they don't realize or like, you know, I was working with a guy and he's like, oh, no, everything's equal now. And I was like, actually, it's not. (laughs) You know, some women definitely make more than some men. But overall, no. So have you, you know, had any experiences like that, that you would like to share? I definitely have like a lot of experiences like that, that I could share. But with me, it's like more than the the pay gap, though. I mean, and like definitely having to like fight for that, even with our agency, you know, to get fair rates. But like, there's also like a lot of sexual harassment in the workplace. And even like when you own your own company, you know, that I've experienced. And it's actually a stat that like a real stat from you know the equal employment opportunity commission that one out of three women have experienced sexual harassment in the workplace and so when you're not just like fighting for money you're fighting to get dudes to stop grabbing your butt 
definitely experienced that. <laughs> so I've definitely experienced some of that. But I've, I also want to say I've worked with some great guys. You know, we've had some great male clients. I've had some male mentors. Actually, one of the co-founders of AOL mentored me and he was really awesome. You know, a lot of men have helped me along the way and I wouldn't be where I was without them. But I know that you had an interesting story. We were talking about Alicia, uh, about a networking event that you were at. Yeah. And, you know, and I love that you did add in that there are some great men out there because there really are that want to genuinely help you and not date you. Right. So there's also that. But, you know, for me here, I was being recognized as a top business finalist at a networking event. And I showed up with my partner at the time and really excited about it. And you know, a lot of men were present. And as we were networking, walking around, my partner was the one being greeted initially. And everybody would go to him first with their hand extended and asking, oh, so what is your business? And it was kind of like, dang, like you don't even think that we're here because of me. Like he's not the one that's being recognized. It was me. And I'm very short. I understand that. I am 4'11". So I think also just being in a room with men, being a woman, you know, you're already sized up. You're looked at as there's no way she's here for her business. It must be this guy. And I think just, you know, it definitely opened my partner's eyes and just showed me as well, like you just got to stand a little bit taller. And to do that, you have to be a little bit more vocal. You have to be a little bit more assertive. And So it's like these avenues that we have to kind of do to get seen and to get respected may also then come off as like, oh, she thinks she's all that or, you know, just can come off in other ways. Thankfully, I don't think it did, (laughs) but it definitely, uh, you know, opened my eyes to see like men definitely have a perspective of women, especially in business. Yeah, that happened because we actually had a team member who went to a conference with me and he kept saying, why are they looking at me? You know, like people were asking questions, like business questions. I was actually there to mentor founders at Web Summit and I was there with Amazon, (laughs) Amazon Web Services. And so founders were coming in and had appointments set up and I was the mentor, but then they would look at him and he's like, why are they looking at me? I don't know. Cause he had just come in and he was just, you know, entry level and it was really freaking him out. And I was like, because you're a guy. <laughs> so I would just sit there and I'd be like, how long is it going to take them to realize that he has, he doesn't know just, you know, cause he's young and just coming into this. And that like, I'm actually the one that they should be asking about how to, you know, set up their business and stuff. But yeah, he was like, this is freaking me out. (laughs) But it, you know, it just shows that like people have been conditioned through the years to look at the dad or look at the, the, the man as the authority figure, which really sucks. I'm like, we have to like deprogram our brains, you know? I mean, there's still a lot of work to do (laughs) to like rewire people's thoughts. And I think women are also guilty of it, too, because just because of how, you know, society is, I think even ourself, I know myself, sometimes I find myself thinking things in terms of the man being in charge or the man being the person of contact when it's, you know, it's not, it just maybe it needs to be like 
the person who's in contact instead of thinking the man. And then, you know, you gives more of a fair side to, to whether it's a male or a female. So yeah, I mean, yeah, and just like even going to restaurants and like they give the check to the guy or something. Like a lot of people are guilty of this, men and, and women both, for sure. Mm-hmm. Just because that's how it's been for how many years in society, but like things but things are changing. Yeah. Very Me glad. and my friend <laughs> just went just went and got tacos the other day. Me and my friend and the lady was like not wanting to give us the check yet until I guess one of us said and he's like, oh, can you split it? And she just looked at him like, what do you mean split it? And I was like, oh, we are not dating. Like, we are friends. But it's just like assumed because you're with a guy and, you know, him, he's with a girl. So what he has to pay. I was like, I could pay for both of us. Like, you know, I don't understand. But it's it's definitely, you know, for both sides, men and women to do that to each other. Yeah. And just like being a woman in tech, it was always like, I was always around a bunch of guys, but I never really paid attention too much. But like after we did a lot of our Twitter spaces, it opened my eyes to a lot of the things that women face that I didn't even realize because I just grew up like in the country. Most of my neighbors were boys and I was always out playing with the boys. And if they said something, I'm just like, no. And like, I don't know. I grew up around a lot of boys and I was like a well, I wasn't a boy, but like, no, but like I definitely played with the boys. So I never really thought about it. And I just went in there into the workplace like that. And I never, I don't know why I never even thought about it. But like when we were doing our spaces, I was, you know, I learned a lot about, you know, issues a lot of women face or like they're afraid because like they weren't around guys or guys would push them around because I would have the opposite, you know, like even when I got into the professional world, I mean, I would just freaking if someone grabbed me, freaking kick them. Like, I mean, I wasn't like, I would, if they grab me, I'm going to grab you back. And I think a lot of women are afraid of that or they're afraid they'll lose their job or something too, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I don't know why I was never afraid. There must be something missing from my brain, but like, I was never afraid. I would just like duck the guy in HR <laughs> and tried something and he did. I think women are just taught from a very early age, like even in elementary school, that it's better to be quiet and just go along with things like we're that's definitely something that's always been instilled uh, for women it's just like oh be quiet and you know let somebody else handle it you know and we're i think young boys and young men are taught to take charge so it really comes down to like a, you know how we raise how we raise our children even another good point yeah. to that which was from he's just not that into you i love that movie but they start the movie with her at a park and this little boy pushes her and the mom is like, do you know why he was mean to you? It's because he likes you. And it's like, oh, my gosh, we are conditioned this young, right? So it definitely is, I think, you know, very important for us to teach, you know, young, like to speak up or to, you know, if you don't like something, say that. And I tell my daughters that all the time, because I also don't want them to think like, just because I'm an adult, I'm right. And so if there's something that they don't like or something that they want different, I'm like, tell me, like, I'm not going to know if you don't say that. So it's definitely starting out young. But even for women now, I think our roles play a big part in feeling as if we can or can't say anything, especially going into like you're saying the, the tech world where in Web3, there's a lot of men that are established that have 
you know, these power positions. And there's a lot of, I feel like different people coming into the space trying to find that opportunity. I can speak for myself. I was a quote unquote, stay at home mom, but I'm in there trying to voice who I am, voice my story, like prove the value of my work. But yet the response I was getting was like, oh, wait, so you're a mom. So what do you do? Wash dishes all day? Like just not even listening to what I was saying. And that wasn't for everybody. But yeah, there were a lot of men that would kind of like just downplay the fact of, oh, she it's just her. It's nothing big, you know? But yeah, it's just insane to think that we really have to work a little bit harder to be respected and seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Web3 is even more male-dominated than the normal tech world. And, you know, I think now we have a chance to build this in a better way because in the tech world, like when the internet was launching back in the 80s, 90s, when everything was ramping up, women didn't really have a big chance to be there and to be at the table. But, you know, now we do. And even though it is, there are definitely more men working in Web3, I think we have the chance to help more women get in and make sure everyone is paid equally and, you know, have that representation. Representation, As far as, you know, people working on blockchain and Web3, only 14% are women <laughs> right now. And it's just, there aren't actually that many of us. And, you know, when you think about it, there aren't that many people in Web3. So then when you look at the 14%, and if anyone saw those videos from NFT Paris, where it's like, where are the women at? <laughs> where are they? And you have to like look so hard in these crowds, like at the tech events and Collision and Web Summit, you can see women, but there aren't as many. But then like when you look at these Web3 events, you really, really have to look closely to find another female. Or I could say person of color, too. But so, yeah, so in Web3, there's a lack of representation. The environment can still be hostile with the crypto bros. And like they don't even I don't know what's happening with the crypto bros. But, you know, even in a lot of the Twitter spaces, it's just like they don't let other people talk and they don't realize what they like what they're doing. And they say that they're inclusive. But then I'm like, yeah, but you have like all men on the panel here even when i was invited before to talk about web3 and i was like i'm here i'm on the panel but you all keep interrupting me (laughs) and then you know you so i mean maybe you just interrupt them back yeah i mean Um, and i think that's what we have to amplify here is like how can you maneuver yourself in the space where it is male dominated whether you're in web2 web3 like I mean, for you, Kelly, obviously, you're saying you're not fearful of that. But what do you do when that stuff happens? How do you address it in the moment? I'll just be like, bro. (laughs) 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 And sometimes I think like, even when like guys have said, okay, I guess sexually harass me as like even a company owner, like when I go to a conference, I'm supposed to help the company and the CEO is there got rid of this client, by the way, like I would definitely get rid of the clients. I don't worry about that. If they treat us badly, they treat me badly, they treat anyone in the team badly, like they're definitely gone, gone. (laughs) But like, you know, I go to a conference, get there. And then they're like, Oh, are you Mrs. So and so and I'm like, No, I'm Mrs. Nothing. What? 
you know, and the CEO told everyone his wife was coming and he had the presidential suite. And I was like, excuse me. So, you know, what happened in that situation was that I was like, yeah, no, you're crazy. You know, and he's like, well, I thought you were fun. I'm like, no, I'm not fun like that. So anyway, I got the presidential suite for myself. Like, I don't, you have to stand up and say something. You can't go along with things. You can't be worried about missing out on money. I know some people might disagree with me on this, but like, you have to stand up for yourself first. Yeah. And I think being financially independent and having, you know, that helps. And I know not everyone can be, but I also think that Web3 and crypto is giving us more freedom. And, you know, as it grows, I don't want women to miss out because it'll be a good way for all of us to have some freedom because like, you know, if you have X amount of money, then when people do this stuff, I used to years ago, I used to be like, oh, I don't need to talk about money. Like when I was younger. But then as I got older, I was like, you know, the only way we're going to win and we're going to be able to look out for ourselves and each other is by having money. The reason why people look to them and the reason why they have power is because overall they have more money than we do. Something you said, Kelly, probably a year or so ago, it was when I, maybe when I first started working full time with you, but you made a very good point that has stuck with me. It's that if you really, if you really want to be able to help people, you know, it helps to have money to help other people. And that's a good way to put it because, you know, you want to help people, you want to work with these nonprofits, you want to like support charities, everything, but you can do more if you have more money. Right. Right, right. And then we're looking to, you know, (laughs) like a lot of people look to these people and I see people complaining and being like, well, he's a billionaire. Why isn't he donating? Because he just because you're a billionaire doesn't mean that you're a good person. Just because you're a billionaire doesn't mean that you want to help others. And just because you're a billionaire, it doesn't mean that you are going to like give money. Like, I mean, there are a lot of billionaires that do, but like I went to some things with Giving Pledge and Gates Foundation. And I remember being there and they're asking, so basically they want the Giving Pledge, they get billionaires to pledge to, you know, basically give their wealth away to good causes. And they were talking about their issues and like their problems with recruiting billionaires. And like they they talk to them and they're like, well, can you give to charity? (laughs) Can you like help others? And a lot of them are like, no, like, no. Like, so there really aren't that many billionaires that have signed this giving pledge thing. And so that was eye opening to me, too, because I was just like, there are some a-holes out there who are just sitting with their billions and they're never going to spend it in their lifetime. (laughs) And, And like, you know, they may not hire women or, you know, people of color or whatever, or like not even care about anything or the environment or anything. So like, really, the only way we can win is by getting more of their money. That's how I feel. Well, and, you know, you look at, you know, Jeff Bezos and his his now ex-wife, you know, they're both billionaires. They both have a lot of money. She makes headlines because she donates a lot of her money. He makes headlines because he makes a lot of money. And but she's also making money, too. And I I don't know if Jeff Bezos gives as much as his ex-wife, but I'm, I know he donates to something probably for at least tax breaks. So that's also just interesting how, you know, women get portrayed, too, versus the men. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I was actually just reading something about this. And I was reading an article about the most generous billionaires 
just for the fun of it. <laughs> and he is on there. He, I mean, he's listed, you know, as one of them. But I know Bill and Melinda Gates, they give away a ton. So do the Zuckerbergs. But not everyone does. So that was like really eye-opening to see that they're just cranky old billionaires sitting out there not giving away or doing anything. So Jeff, let's see, he's given away almost $3 billion in his lifetime, $3 billion, and he's worth uh, $117 billion, but he's only given $3 billion away. <laughs> like you're never going to need all that money, like ever. That's insane. The things yeah. he could do, the problems he could solve with that money <laughs> but i mean i guess they're like i earned it whatever so i mean i see i guess i see that point too and maybe they have other plans but i don't know so what can we do like what's some good um you know some good advice that you have alicia for like you know what women can do to be heard and to you know stand up and get ahead <laughs> to move us all you know, into better positions. Yeah, you know, for me, I honestly, I think transparency is key. Uh, in addition to being intentional, which is one of my favorite words to use. But I feel as you go through anything in your life, someone else can reflect and either learn from it, avoid something or connect to you in some way. And so I feel like even with you know, me being a quote unquote stay at home mom uh, at the time, I I always shared that. And I also shared what well, I'm a Latina because I wanted that representation heard. And so I feel if we're transparent about who we are, where we want to go, other people will, I can do that too. If that's all it's going to take is me saying who I am and where I want to go in this space. Again, you never know who you're going to meet. You never know what doors may open. So I think just speaking up on that basic level of knowing who you are and where you want to go is being very intentional in that aspect. And again, the transparency part where others can either join in, learn from you or something like that. So I say that to me is the first key, because if you come into the space and you don't really know, you know, who you are or where you want to go, I think that will lead into a lot of mishaps of a lot of learning curves. And and I think, again, like just being true to who you are is very important. Yeah, I agree. And I think working on confidence is a big thing, too. One thing that I've learned um, that I, I didn't realize before, and I don't know how I got all the confidence that I did, I'm not sure. <laughs> like some people ask me how you're confident. And I'm just like, because I don't take no for an answer. And like, just don't take no for an answer. You know, if, if I would have listened to other people, like one thing I do say is I just don't listen to other people. Because if I would have listened to other people, I never would have started my company. I never would have done anything. And I, I literally like would have stayed in my hometown forever. And like, not that there's anything wrong with that, but like it really helped me to leave my hometown because <laughs> um, I grew up in a very small town. And so like, just don't listen to other people. Or like, even when I started Volt Lab, people were like, oh, well, why are you going to do that? Or like, you know, that's so hard. Or like, when I wasn't making money in the beginning, why are you doing that? Just go to get a job. And I'm like, no, I have a plan. <laughs> like, I have a plan. I'm going to do this. I'm going to build it. It's going to take time. But like, even now, people are like, which really irritates me. And they're like, 
even last night, someone sent me a message. She's like, I'm really worried about you. You work so hard. And I wanted to be like, I really worry about you because you don't work so hard, you know, <laughs> and I'm going to retire before you do, mother effort. Like, that's what I feel like saying to these people who are like, why do you work so hard? You should take it easy or you should just marry some guy or marry some doctor. I'm like, no, <laughs> why? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Now, being a single mom, that was the first thing. Oh, you're going to marry rich. And I was like, excuse me? Why do I need to marry rich? And I was like, I'm going to be rich. Why does it have to be that I need a man to do that? I don't need no man to do that. (laughs) Like, just watch me go. Just watch what I'm about to do. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So glad you said that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, especially when I was growing up, I always got that. I'm like, oh, you need to learn how to cook. And I think maybe that's part of what made me so stubborn. Like, you need to cook because that'll help you get a husband or you need to do this. Get a and I'm like, I'm not learning how to cook on purpose. I'm not learning how to type <laughs> on purpose because they t- kept telling me, oh, you could get a nice job working, you know, at a place and not that there's anything wrong with it, but being receptionist or secretary for some rich guy. And then maybe he would marry you. And I'm like, that's so, what's that oh show with the nanny or whatever? And so I became like very, very stubborn. And I'm like, no, especially being around all the guys growing up. I'm like, anything they can do, I can do better. <laughs> and I just grew up believing that because actually it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, boys. <laughs> But they know it. And I think that also goes into a whole other topic that I'm sure we need to hit on at some point. But then the whole intimidation factor comes in to play. And that goes into the whole dating sphere or not even that, but even just within relationships, right? Like feeling, oh, she's doing more than me and I'm the guy. I should be the one doing this, right? So I think that goes into play as well. So it really is just like stupid. It's stupid energy. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, it's stupid energy. And I'm starting to see that now because I think some of the guys that are like considered rich or whatever in their circles, I'm not talking billionaires, but I'm talking like the guys that are considered to be wealthy are definitely like hidden at me or coming at me. Like, and I think it's because they're worried and they're like, oh crap. Like, this little girl is like literally outdoing me. Yeah. You're dum, welcome. Dum. <laughs> and that concludes our episode. <laughs> Actually, it does because we got to go. <laughs> we gotta go. <laughs> All right. Next week, we'll talk about something else. This just is controversial. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you liked today's show, please feel free, leave a rating and a review. Until next time, keep it crypto rich and fab.